forever. Dog. Maggie's little sister was the first to disappear. Would Maggie be next? This week on the podcast, Anne M. Martin's Missing Since Monday. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about the kidnapping book, Missing Since Monday by Anne M. Martin. Best known book. for the Babysitter's Club books. <laughs> but today is for a kidnapping book. Well, there is some babysitting that happens that does not oh, that's go true. well. Well, the babysitting. Oh, I guess it does. Yeah, there are some hiccups with the babysitting. But also, like, it's not her fault. I really hated Lee. It's fine. Or Lay. What do we think it is? Is it Lee or Lay? Lee. Lee. I think Lee. <laughs> Lee. Lee. Um, I really didn't like Lee. I get that, you know, uh, not everybody's yeah, a perfect same. parent, but she was so mean to Maggie. And also, not as mean to Mike. And I think that's gendered. I, that's not fair. Uh, Great. Or, I mean, maybe we just don't see it because we're not ever with Mike. But maybe she is like equally snippy with Mike. But she's like, her, mean but probably, to, probably, probably not. Fucking um, Maggie. I was like, what's her name? <laughs> Maggie is just watching Courtney more. You're welcome. Well, yeah, because she is, because it's gendered. But also, like, sometimes she's mean to Maggie in front of Mike and then like Mike doesn't say anything. I also was really mad at both Mike and David for doing nothing while Brad was being creepy at Maggie and the baby at the party, whatever. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I, there was a lot <laughs> in this book where I was like, there were a lot of failures here. There are a lot of failures here by a lot of people and that's okay. And honestly, <laughs> none of the none of the people failing were Maggie. I did not think Maggie failed at all. Maggie never did a, oh, no, no, no. Maggie did a a fairly large thing oh, wrong, wait. but but ultimately oh, like yeah. had no bearing on the case. But still, yes, she yes. should have been yes. sharing those phone calls. <laughs> she should. She should. That have was been a pretty big misstep on her part. And yes. she was. She acknowledged in her head that she was specifically not sharing the phone calls so that she wouldn't get shit for it, which is a very bad reason to not share that somebody was calling and asking if she was alone all the time. Yeah. And sure, was it an environment in which she's always getting shit for things that she didn't do wrong? And therefore, when she does do something wrong, she has whatever, whatever. Yeah. But she definitely like once she started getting the calls after Matt or Courtney gets kidnapped, then she like for sure should have just yes. told everyone like, hey, by the way, like that. But she's actively. No, I, I, the I did understand why she didn't share beforehand, particularly yeah, sure. in regards to them going on vacation. I was like. Yeah, I get it. Like, why would you think that? And and I did have nothing to do with her being kidnapped. So it she she wasn't not wrong right. in that. Right. It was just yeah. Once the calls kept coming, she should have been like, uh, by the way, I also this like didn't feel uh relevant to anything <laughs> before, but now feels extremely relevant. Yeah. I keep getting phone calls of somebody disguising their voice and asking me if I'm alone and calling me baby. <laughs> And the fact that she doesn't fucking she know couldn't it's Brad put it together is really annoying. Oh my god, <laughs> Brad De Christopher. Okay, hold Why on. Why is their name De Christopher? De Christopher. I'm gonna see because also she's like they're like it. It disguises your voice if you put a handkerchief over the phone. I, I don't believe like it that. Doesn't. 
I feel like it just muffles it. It doesn't disguise it. I'm literally looking around me right now to try and find a little cloth. Okay. I found a little cloth. I understand if she's not recognizing his voice because she's like, wouldn't be that familiar with his phone voice in particular because people sometimes sound different on the phone than they do in real life. But he is talking to her exactly like he talks to her in person. And so she should have known. Okay, Lindsay, I'm going to cover this microphone with a cloth and see if you can... Okay. Here go uh, eagle eyes. Okay, I'm okay, I'm going to... Eagle eyes, put their ears. <laughs> Leave the money in unmarked bags. I feel like you're doing something a little <laughs> additional. I feel like you're doing more than just... Do not handkerchief. call the police. Don't call the police. No, I I'll... wouldn't know it was you, actually. <laughs> I guess the handkerchief works. <laughs> I did have a handkerchief over it. Okay. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I never would have known. This is handkerchief. This is handkerchief. Uh Uh-huh. This is no handkerchief. Oh, wait. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, this is handkerchief and then talk. But no, that was handkerchief. No, when you said this is handkerchief. Yeah, that was with Mm. handkerchief. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) still know it was you. (laughs) But not not if I put the right handkerchief on. It just depends on the handkerchief. Leave, yes, that is the issue. It's like, is it, bills. is it paisley? Because if sure. it's paisley, then you sound like Robert Crazy. Durst. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever oh, Robert name. Durst. Um, what, two people can't spell Beverly wrong? <laughs> what, two people can't spell Beverly wrong? <laughs> wrong? Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I miss? I hmm. miss doing the Sherlock Holmes stories with Omar. On oh, public yeah. domain theater. That was fun as hell. Oh, yeah. Huck is standing on the balcony, staring Aww, at the... He's like, because my parents' like bedroom has a balcony overlooking the street. And so there are gardeners across the street. And that's illegal to Huck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... This will not stay. Barking at them. <laughs> um, you know what? You have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and give a mouse a cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, let your neighbors you let have those gardeners. cars get away with anything. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly um, they're running over your owner. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so Maggie, I'll, I'll read this um, Goodreads summary. You have the actual book, though. I did, weirdly. That's so weird. I got it just from, I got it in this big, like, used bookstore hall, like, four years ago when... Uh, used really cool used bookstore that used to be a Burbank on San hmm. Fernando was closing down. That's cool. That's yeah. sad that it's gone. Just weird coincidence. Um, so I'll read this one, and then if it's different, read the um the back of the boo. Okay. Yes. Maggie's taking care of her four year old sister for a week. On Monday morning, she puts Courtney on the bus to school. That afternoon, Courtney doesn't come home. She never made it to school that day. She's missing. The detectives looking for Courtney have hardly any clues. Then Maggie starts getting threatening phone calls, and she thinks she's being followed. Whoever took Courtney is after her, too. One thing's for sure. If the police don't find Courtney soon, Maggie will be the next one missing. You know what would have been helpful? Hmm. If I had had the book. (laughs) In front of you? Next to me. (laughs) When you were reading that. (laughs) Here, let me see. Um... Yep, that is the okay. the book on mine. Um, I thought when that there wasn't for sure. That's <laughs> not for sure at all. No, not for sure at all. No, but, um, I mean 
the detectives are their instincts are dead right. Yeah. In who they, they were think took Courtney. Instantly right. Um rare. Very rare. Rare to be that right. Well, I guess it's because they had such specific I mean, even before the specific information is given to them by the dad, they yeah, they immediately were like, So like what's the deal with your mom? And they're like, What? But then like they get the information from the dad and like the dad has like very is, damning this is a shocking way to find this out oh well and like i felt so bad for maggie too because like me too but i also felt bad for the dad yeah yeah he just wanted to protect them from that information of like you i want to give you a chance kind of like that that thing about the twins um yeah, yeah tell me my one name twin who I knew think. about abuse and the other one who yeah didn't. So it's like where the dad's like, look, if I can give her a chance to like not remember that she was abused by her mom, like that was so sad. Really sad. And she blocked it out. And she, as a kid, probably didn't even understand. Well, she was like played dolls with me, remember? Yeah. All she remembered was the playing dolls. She didn't like, I, I thought it was so interesting the form that the mom's abuse took. Mm hmm. Which is that she would, well, one, she would, like, lock Maggie and Mike up in a closet when she just, like, didn't want to have to watch them. Yeah. Which is pretty terrible. But then and she then, would lock up Maggie alone when she, like, yeah. thought she was bad. And then she would, like, destroy favorite things of Maggie's to, like, take revenge. And a psychologist thought that that was, like, a precursor to hurting Maggie herself. Yeah, and Which, she yeah, would hurt. Be. She would hurt her dolls, and then that later, when she's like talking to her brother, she's like, "Oh, and remember, like, mom used to play dolls with me, and like that's so unusual for a mom to do that." But she doesn't remember her hurting them, mm-hmm. and also, it's like it's not crazy unusual for her. no, it's not. <laughs> well, a pretty back normal then, mom thing. I don't know back then because there are Maybe. there are. I think things have changed now, but even even now, I, I saw this tweet a long time ago where, not a long time, like a year ago, where this woman was like, I will not play with my kids. Like, that's not, do you remember that woman? Oh, I do. I either remember seeing this or you talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Where she was like, I am not going to dress up like a princess and play with my kids. That is so immature. No, they can play. I'm not going to play with them. It makes me want to throw up. Well, it's also like, what a boring life you you lead. Talking about what, like, you refuse to play. Why? Because you're afraid someone will think you look silly. Like, that's so stupid. What a boring. Why are you having kids if you don't want to play with them? Yeah. Like, what? What about kids are you looking forward to then? I don't really. I'm having someone to control completely. Yeah, it's just like getting off on shaping a human being. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's not going to be a great shape. (laughs) They're not going to be in great shape. No. No. Um, The first couple days that Maggie takes care of Courtney. Oh, sorry. I'm bouncing all over the place. But I thought that it was so cute. The little details of like Courtney's afraid of the red mitten that snores. Mm -hmm. That's such a specific detail of like she's just afraid of this mystical red mitten that snores under her bed. And won't like won't be talked out of it like when maggie's like well if it's snoring that means it's asleep so it can't get you right and she's like no it can 
Yeah, I love that she's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's like, you don't know the rules. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cute. About the red mitten that snores. Um, But yeah, so Maggie um, is babysitting her um, sister, her her half-sister. Yeah, half-sister. And her dad and stepmom are going on like a belated um, honeymoon because they never got a chance to go. Um, and so they're going to St. Bart's (laughs) and Maggie and Mike are going to watch Courtney for a week. And, um, Maggie and Mike have some friends over. They're also like both so responsible. Like they're such good kids. It's classic Anne and Martin of just like the children are highly, uh, organized, productive adults. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 Mike and Maggie are pretty much never at odds. Like, yeah, like there's like maybe one tiny little bit when Maggie's particularly upset about um, their mom being a, a, right. a suspect. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like even little things, like, and to me, it does seem a little bit unrealistic just with how siblings are. Mm-hmm. Where, like, for example, like Maggie is like, oh, I'm. Are you going out tonight? Because someone has to stay and watch Courtney. And Mike's like, yeah, um, I'm going to go out with my girlfriend. And she's like, oh. And in her head, she's like, oh, I'm so disappointed because I wanted to go out with my boyfriend tonight. But she's just like, I guess we just won't. And I'm like, in what world are you not like fighting a about little who? bit? <laughs> yeah. 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 And then things like he's supposed to watch Maggie that night. And um, his teacher's making him stay after school because of blackmail, obviously, um, because Brad, which we'll get to in a second. um, And Brad, who I truly, truly thought had taken Courtney. Yeah, I for sure thought. And I was so like, he should not be touching her. He should not. I was was like, let him touch her. I was enraged with the siblings who let him come over. Especially, yes, knowing that a child was going to be there. Yeah. Well, and then I was also mad, like every time he he was very obviously like targeting Maggie, being really disgusting to her, touching her, calling her baby, all this stuff. And her boyfriend just like shrugs. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to be all like, um, I'm 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 specifically not trying to be like gender normative. I think anyone like if you see that your partner or your friend is being preyed upon by this yeah. disgusting fact freak that that's at your house. Them, the fact that, like, the siblings bring him over and are just, like, relieved to have him paying attention to somebody else, particularly when that somebody yeah. else is Courtney and he's like, let's play horsey and getting her to sit on his lap and touching her. Like, I was just, like, I was going to vomit. And then the story yeah. about what he did to the sister. Oh, yeah, he what was stole it? stole her underpants. Oh when they yeah, went, when she was like at school or something, and she had yeah, and she was wearing and everyone a dress, kept, and she had to walk yeah. home with no underwear on, and boys were like flipping up her skirt to look at her. It's mm-hmm. horrifying. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. frankly shocked when it was not Brad. Yeah, that, that was, was a I mean, very good red herring. Very good. It was also like at the end, Maggie's like, 
I'm going to therapy too. And maybe someday I can understand my mom and maybe Brad. I was like, you don't need to understand Brad. Yeah. You don't need to understand Brad. You don't need Brad in your life. You don't need to ever see him again. Write him off. Like, let him take care of himself. That is not your fucking problem. No. No. Get rid of him. Throw him in the ocean. I don't care. I was, I hated Brad. I was like, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't need a redemption Mm -hmm. arc for you, Maggie. Um, but yeah, like, so, so they have everyone over and this was another moment of like, it's a little too like hunky dory, a little Brady bunch when like, uh, Mike is like, oh, well, like I was going to go out with my girlfriend and she's like, oh, I kind of wanted to go out with my boyfriend. He's like, well, that's okay. Let's just have a big party with all of our friends. (laughs) And she's like, wow, great plan, Mike. And then you're such a great brother. I did. <laughs> I know it's like sad, but also like the way that he copes with like the baby sister being gone is just to sit in the dark and stare at the wall. It was so scary. Very like Vietnam vet. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I upset about? <laughs> Let me tell you, buddy, there's a lot to be upset about. <laughs> like very like she's like, dinner's ready. He's like, dinner's ready. <laughs> dinner's ready. That's what they said to me out now. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, he's in such a dark place. And I know it's, like, very upsetting that his baby sister's gone. But it's just, she's just like, oh, my God. Like, she opens the door. And he's like, he's like, hello, Maggie. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know you were in here. Digesting the situation. <laughs> he's like, we're all in here, me and my demons. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, like Lee is losing it. Like she is just constantly crying and like not eating. That and not, I understand. I mean, but that's the thing. I'd mm-hmm. be there too, right? Like I would be like, I don't want anything else. Stop bothering me with food and water and just drink. Like, my I don't care. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I can think about. How can you possibly think that I can think about anything else? But you know what? I always think about like when the person I love dies or if a child of mine dies, I think I would just have to be sedated all the time because I would literally Yeah, for a while, it would just be like, just not knock exist. me out. I can't. Yeah. I cannot. For like yeah. a year. Because like, it's just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to process that loss. But also, <laughs> they did not need to say, like when the police call, and first of all, one of the police officers it's been a couple days and he's like right by Lee and he's like, yeah, like most of the time I was like, we just why don't are find you them. Like <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And it's only been a couple been days at this point. Like a while. It's basically hopeless. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, there are thousands of missing children. Like it is crazy. Like there, many of them just like don't come back because they are dead. And it's like, and, and she's like, truly oh can't God. predict who, who took them or why. <laughs> It's not the time for the full truth, sir. (laughs) She doesn't need it. She does not need it. She's fainting. So funny. And then, oh, and then when they like call and they or they come in and say it, and they're like, um, we're gonna need you to come down to like the morgue. Oh my god. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, He's like, it might be kind of hard, though, because, like, the body's really yeah, slashed he, he, up. They keep saying slashed up body of a four-year-old who matches her description. I was like, do you have to keep saying slashed up? What are you doing literally to you this don't. family? Like, if you do ever find this child, they will still be having to recover from the trauma that you inflicted on them. Yeah. 
Yes. Because truly, right, show don't tell, like maybe you just say like we found a body and then like you take the dad probably, you would not take Lee and you're like maybe just dad. just like Warren just before him. Yeah, right before Right before, so be like, that uh, he doesn't way, have time uh, really to and like then push him in the room in the horror, and then the yes. fact, the fact yes. that no matter what, there's still a slashed up body of a four year old. That's the other thing. Well, and I did, and that's what kind of like gives Mike Vietnam veteran vibes <laughs> because like he comes back and he's just Why silent. Did they let Mike go? Throw up. Why did they let Mike go? He is a child. Do not let. Yeah, this he didn't man, need to go. This boy, look at the body of an, anyone because it's still someone. It's still someone if it's not Courtney. It's still someone. I know. What are you it, thinking? I get like what are you you're thinking? just not because you're in trauma mode, but like the detectives should have been like, mm, Mike does not need to <laughs> come along on. Yeah, this. We don't need two what people doing or like Mike can wait in the car if like, dad dad can't do it. Then Mike no can go. amount of emotional support that your son provides is worth the trauma you're inflicting on your son by having no. him there. No. That is fucking insane. Yeah. And I think like whatever, like you can be like. I just don't think I, I'm just going to do it on my own. And the son could, you know, I'm sure Mike was like, I want to go in. I want to, I want to see it. I feel like yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I understand can, that he's saying yeah, that you can it, just it, be like disregard. Yeah. Disregard because you know better. You are the parent. Yeah. Please parent. <laughs> I know, but he can't because he's too traumatized because he's afraid he's going to see. Yes. His slashed up body of his daughter. Um, so that part did make me laugh. I was like, what are these cops doing? Like, why are they saying this to this family? So funny. Um, but yeah, so Maggie um, drops off Courtney with the bus. And also, by the way, like Lee is very overprotective of Maggie, like doesn't let her eat candy, doesn't like doesn't want to teach her what to do if she gets lost because it's it'll scare her. So it's better to That's just crazy. like hope it doesn't happen so i was like obviously Lee. in the right on this issue yeah like i know does it and help? it's also no. shocking that Ma- no it does not help but it's also shocking that like maggie even had the idea to do this like yeah it's, it's very-, very babysitter's club i am the greatest caretaker yeah. of all time and i'm a teenager <laughs> <laughs> like i have the emotional maturity of someone who's lived a yes, thousand because lives. i'm not sure i would have thought of this <laughs> No, she's only four. Like, I mean, I'm sure and like she and Mike. I mean, I guess we learned together. now. I'm like, yeah, I don't also, know. What is this like, like mom and dad shit with the brother and sister, too? I just don't. What is it's what? weird to me. Like them acting like a mom. That and dad is kind of what I was about weird. to get at is like real <laughs> Kathy and Christopher vibes happening for Mike and Matt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, They're just like petals in the I wind. I don't support them having a sexual relationship, but am I shipping them as mom and dad? Maybe a little because they're very good at it. <laughs> they're vi- they're better than the actual they're mom and dad. They're better than me and Mike. Like I asked Mike to do a dish and he's like, oh. <laughs> but Mike in the book, wait, Mike is yes. the brother, right? David's the boyfriend. Mike in the book is like, I'll cancel like, my date like, <laughs> so that we can all have a group yeah, date I'll cancel together. my date so we can... Yeah, so we can have a group set together. Maybe it's because he would want it. He wants to be with her with his sister. It's possible. Look, he's like, are, the, he's like, oh my very gosh, Kathy and Christopher, very Folgers Christmas siblings. Yes, 
Yes. Yes. Like really dedicated to each other. Because also the other part too, like when he's like crying on the couch, he's like in the midst of like literal war flashbacks, just like shell shocked on the couch all the time. And then she just comes in and sits next to him and they hold hands and lay on, lean on each other and cry. And I'm like, it's like, this I get is, it. I would be crying This is a beautiful too. relationship. However, I'm, <laughs> however, there are also just um, like shades of, it, it's because it's not, if we saw them behaving more like contentious brother and sister at moments. Yes, it would make me yes, actually exactly. more moved. Then, then coming together in this moment, like when it really matters, would feel extra special. But instead, it's just like, well, they're in love. <laughs> it's because they're, they're in love. love. Because all, yes, because at the beginning of the You're book, she's gift, like, wow. <laughs> well, she literally, she's like, she's like a lot of other like brothers are like tough to to their sisters but my brother he's so funny he's like the funniest guy i know he does this like microphone bit that's yeah, so this, funny like, show and, bit that's like so funny and not annoying to me at all and not annoying and like both of us like we do it together at um courtney our baby sister slash <laughs> yes. child and we like do this like really fun game together like we do the game together like it's it was my idea but like he does it too where i like quiz her on what she does if she's missing and then he does this game show thing to pretend that she won i don't know like a car which is so crazy because she's a little kid she, can't drive. she doesn't get but it she so doesn't that way. he's just so handsome <laughs> he's so handsome well she does she says he's handsome she's like he's so handsome and so funny um and just like we're best friends we're best friends <laughs> <laughs> but it's very normal, highly normal best friends. H- highly so normal, normal. Best like I can't emphasize enough how normal it is and how not sexual. But <laughs> but also like we are forever linked. <laughs> yeah, she's like it's not sexual, but it yeah. is romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poor David is never gonna, and David is like boyfriend of yeah, the freaking year, and he will never measure up <laughs> to Mike. <laughs> She is constantly pra- praising David too, though. Like, there's truly like these teenage these teenagers are all full adults who are like never selfish or mean or thoughtless. They're all just perfect truly. human beings. Only the adults ever do anything wrong. Well, that too. Like when they when all the kids band together oh to raise God. money and to like, do this. And to, I was like, I hated that. These people I are hated that tragedy tourists. They're Losers. tragedy tourists. They're going, yeah. they're, they're turning around. If they had social media, they would be constantly posting about how much they're helping mm-hmm. with the search. Because I'm totally picturing them being like, guys, like one person being like, guys, it's really important actually that we look for the baby sister because who knows where she could be and we need to find her. Like just the yeah, self-important. The, like, the grandstanding, the main character Yeah. The centering themselves yeah. in the drama. Like there's no way that they're all doing this altruistically. And I don't want to sound callous, but it's true. This is just human nature. When... It had been like seven weeks and they're still looking. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of those kids would have dropped off and gotten bored with the cause. There would have been something else. Also, the closer it got to that, I was like, are we not going to find Courtney? (laughs) (laughs) Does this book end with no Courtney? (laughs) Would Anne and Martin do such a thing? The answer is no. (laughs) No, we do find Courtney. (laughs) Um, We do find Courtney. And it's pretty anticlimactic because most of it happens off page. Yes, but it is horrible. Um, horrifying (laughs) well it is horrible that this mom 
but also the dad was doing to her what Lee's trying to do. You know what I mean? Like not tell because ugh, I'm, I'm getting all mixed up in my brain. The dad is doing to Maggie and Mike what Lee is doing to Courtney by not informing them about their mom being dangerous. Yeah. Because because then they the, they are not. Yeah. Prepared. They're not prepared for when she comes back into their lives wanting to see them and telling them not to tell their dad. It's like they haven't had enough time to sit with the truth about their mom to doubt her motives in wanting to see them alone. Mm-hmm. Because instead, the doubt lies in what their dad's telling them. Because they're like, there's just no, you, you tell your kids. I've been like, lying to you for years. Then you seem yeah. like a liar. Oh, my God. Lindsay, I have um, a past uh, friend of the show, Meredith McNeil, a uh, past guest, sent me a list of like cool short horror books and sorry i, I it, there there's this one called a short stay in hell no. have you heard of this book i haven't read it yet it just um i'll tell you how i got there um after i explain the premise of it it is a devout mormon man um dies and then finds himself in the hell of a religion he does not know or understand oh, interesting. so it's like so it's like what if there is one of the religions is true. It's just not yours. And he's in this hell. And so he has to like, figure cool. it out. Um, yeah. Isn't yeah. that a cool premise? The, the A lot of the premises of these were really cool. Um, so I'll send them to you. They're all sh- very short. But she was like, maybe you guys could cover them on Teen Creeps or something. I was like, oh, look and see which ones might be might be good that would fit yeah. in our genre. Um, but yeah. I w- so I thought of that because... Of like, what if the entire framework of your life is different? Like, what if reality is different than what you always saw it as? Which is kind of what happens to Maggie and Mike. And they're given like two days in a very trauma-filled space to process that. When they could have always known that their mom was a bad person. And also how cruel as the dad would you feel if every time they got a postcard Mm -hmm. from her. And they're writing to her and they're so full of hope. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, mom, she's just busy with pottery class. Pottery class? And like. For 15 years? 16 years? The fact that Come he on. still wants to keep it for them when she may have kidnapped Courtney and yeah. did in fact fucking kidnap Courtney. Wrong. Yeah, She Wrong. really did. Not okay. I did like the explanation too. Like I, I was fine with the gaps where they're just like, honestly, like we don't really know exactly why she kidnapped Courtney it's probably because she like felt jealous that yeah. like your dad like, I certainly bought the reasoning. has this new family yeah it's like and you won't th- let I me like see my kids like, I'm like, gonna take yours and then she's like oh right I yeah. don't enjoy motherhood <laughs> I know I'll so then who I know what I'll do yeah. oh I'll be the hero which is deranged and delusional mm-hmm. and I did like that in that short interaction with them she reveals how childlike she is and how, and how quickly she like tur- she's like cruel turns on them yeah i thought that was a really mm-hmm. good touch because it's like she does seem like she really missed them so much and loves them so much and then the second they mm-hmm. question anything she's like oh i guess you're on your father's side and starts to get very strange yeah and i feel like it really f- it 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 captures what it's like to have a parent who's like narcissistic or um like bpd where it's like this person can flip on a dime and that's just 
Like it's and it's from something so innocuous as like either defending saying something nice or defending someone that they think they're in opposition with, which is like you saying something nice means that you're attacking them and that they suck. Yep. You know, yep. and it's like, oh, my God, no, that's not what yeah. I'm saying. Where it's like then you as the child have to like go through all these mental gymnastics to be like, okay, how did what I say yeah. set you off? Okay, this, then this, then this. Okay, so I can see now how you managed to turn that into an attack. <laughs> it was yeah. not. Or when um, you like give them a legitimate criticism and they they somehow oh, like God. make it out to be like it's your fault or you're you're in the wrong. Oh, the worst. Yeah, totally. I literally, I'm just closing this door because <laughs> I I got into an argument with my mom like a couple days ago. And it was just like, I was like, um, my mom was going to go to the grocery store and I was like, hey, can you pick up chia seeds? And she's like, well, I don't even know what those look like. Like, I don't even know, like, what even size what? do you use? And I was like, Okay. I was like, it's fine. If it's that big of a deal, they're they're sold at every store. They're very easy to find. But like, if it's that big of a deal, I'll go get them. It's fine. And I, and she's like, oh, why are you making such a big deal? And I was like, I said it was fine. It's just the way that you said that was a little bit rude. If you, She's like, no, I just said I didn't know. And I was like, well, if you didn't know, you could just ask, what size are they? What does the bag look like? You don't have to dismiss it. And I was like, like I said, it's really not a big deal. It was a very minor comment. I'm just telling you that it was a little bit rude. And she's like, so you're calling me a bad person. Wow. I'm like, oh yeah, my God. that is classic. I was like, no. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I still love you. I think you're a good person. I think that you mean well, but sometimes good people can say things that are rude and that's okay. And she's like, no, that means I'm a rude person and rude people oh are bad. God. And I was like, okay. It was like oh, a blowout. It was a blowout down. fight. Yeah. 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 And it was to a point where I was like, I'm just going to go now. I was going to go to the grocery store the next day. And I was like, I'm just going to leave now. Um, but it was this. And then, oh, God. And then she's like, well, you know what? You say mean things all the time. That's and I don't tell you that you're rude. The fucking and I was like, most fucking I frustrating. That. It's like, OK, let's get into those times then. And they're like, well, I can't remember them all off well, the top of my head. It's not like I'm and I and, and it's like, OK, then. But it's clearly a thing because you brought it up. Well, and also it doesn't matter. That moment doesn't matter because we're talking about this moment right now and you're trying to distract to talk about another moment where you were wrong. But mm -hmm. I'm telling you about this moment and we're going to talk about this moment. But I, I was like, well, I was like, I don't care about those last moments. And if it really does bother you, then talk about it. Then bring it up. If I'm being rude to you, I want to know I'm yeah. being rude. Like, totally. And she was like, well, no, I have to walk around egg on eggshells around you because you're just this monster. You just scream Whoa. at me for no reason. And I was like, okay. And I was like, look, I don't want to like, and I admit when I raise my voice and when I'm like in a snit or whatever, like I'll be like, damn, OK, I was kind of crazy then. I'm sorry. But like it was just and it was only me and her in the house. And so I was like, am I crazy? Because this person is telling me that she didn't she wasn't rude. She didn't. And then later I was like, OK, well, you're yelling. And she's like, I'm not yelling. And I'm like, OK, I just need to. Yeah. And by the end of it, sure, I was yelling back. I was like. I was like, because what I'm trying to tell you is this, yeah. like, because I was getting frustrated. Yeah. So then I, I texted my sister. I was like, can you talk on the phone? <laughs> and so we were on the phone while I was at the grocery store. And she was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I was like, it honestly wouldn't have even bothered me if someone else was there. And you can kind of share a look where you're like, we're yeah. seeing this, right? You know, like, totally. you feel, 
you feel less crazy because then you can just be like, LOL, that, okay, mom got a, she's in a snit. But when it's just you and the other person, it's like, oh my God, like, stop, just stop for a moment. And also she wouldn't let me talk. Like she kept cutting me off and being like, like, I'd be like, mom, like what I'm trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you you're a bad person. She's like, well, yes, you are. And I was like, no, I'm not. I just said that you said something rude. That's fine. And it's not even that rude. It's not bad. Like, I was like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, then why are you telling me that I'm rude? And I was like, oh my God. Uh, like it was. Ugh, I'm so sorry. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the hell? It, and it was a thing where like once I removed myself from the house and was walking around at Ralph's. I was like, okay, I'm fine. But like in the yeah. moment, I was like, I'm crazy. It just I sucks feel that like crazy. you have to, it sucks that your mom can't be the kind of person that you can like talk this out with and resolve it Mm-mm. and prevent it from happening again. It sucks that you have to do all the emotional labor of making yeah. it okay for yourself. Well, I could, I could eventually get there, but it would literally be hours of me being mm-hmm. screamed at. And then having to navigate Mm -hmm. around it to, like, just be this, like, stalwart wall of, like, nope, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Until finally it breaks. And she, because by the end of it, I could tell she was, like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Because, oh, right. Because as soon as it was over, she leaves. She goes in my sister's room. And she comes back, acts like nothing. Like, we didn't just have an argument. Oh, boy. And she's like, oh, remember this puppet that, like, you used to have as a baby? And I was like, okay, I can She tell. realized she was in the wrong. She feels bad. And she's just trying mm-hmm. to get to being okay again. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, and, like, when she was fair. apologizing. It's not fair that. No. And, she, and when she was apologizing to begin with, she was like, well, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, that's not an yeah. apology. Um, It just was. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Uh, it was I know exactly this fight. Yeah. Where you're just, where it's just like, do I, do I want to push through this and subject myself to this to get maybe an inch of progress? And like, yeah. That might be forgotten. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, and even if you do the hours of being screamed at to get to the point where she finally like understands what you were Mm -hmm. even talking about to begin with, it's probably not going to take. And it's probably not going to help no. any future argument. It'll be She's it'll just going to reset probably six months. Yeah, and then it'll just go back. But it like it was so I was just like, oh my god. And the thing is too, like I've had so many like I've had friends like I I'll say something you know flip, and they'll be like Jesus Kelly, and I'm like oh, sorry that was weird. Like I don't know why I was yeah. so mean just then or whatever. But it is like you cannot, there's just no amount of any kind of criticism because I think that generation thinks of things as so binary, right? Like if you do a bad thing, you're a bad person. And I can't be a bad person, yeah, so I didn't do that I don't thing. know if it's generational. I think it's a personality type. Or lead. Or lead, <laughs> or lead poisoning. Because <laughs> they all true. have lead poisoning. That is Most true. They do all have lead poisoning. And, and many of us. It is true. Many and of us. That do. is one of those things. Or me anyway. Yeah. You and, might and it just is one be of those. Behind. I do not. I think I am behind. But like, it that is one of those things that does not sound true, but it is, which is wild. Yeah. Like, that it like lead poisoning. The lead poisoning your thing. Personality and anger issues. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. 
But yeah, it was it was very interesting. And then I was like, I just don't need to. My sister was like, well, you could try to like open it up again if you want and have a conversation about it. But I don't even know if that's worth it. And I was like, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to leave it and just let it be. Yeah. And hope, you know, whatever. And like, I don't. Since then, it hasn't been dramatic and it's been fine. But it was just I think she might have also been in a snit because Thanksgiving had just happened and my mom gets very stressed during family events, Mm -hmm. especially when she's hosting. Mm -hmm. And she was really bitter that everyone liked the turkey that me and my dad worked on Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she also sees me helping my dad with the turkey as an attack on her somehow. I don't know how. Like a betrayal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... I can and and I also this is the other thing me and my sister like figured out why the chia seed thing bothered her because she was mad that I knew about something that she didn't know and so she felt stupid and so she thought I was calling her stupid by saying that they're sold at every grocery store. Yep. That that that's sounds the gymnastics. Right. Yeah. It is so that's like the kind of thing like almost any time there's any kind of conflict that's the kind of gymnastics that I and obviously many people have to do with their parents of being like okay how did you somehow make this about me hating you Mm -hmm. okay so it's like i said this thing you felt bad you didn't want to feel bad so you decided to react with anger which is great Mm -hmm. the not wanting to feel bad so you react with anger is like probably a really basic human thing that we all have to fight against but some people don't even aren't even conscious that that's something that's possible. Right. Because they're not introspective at all. And they don't like they feel bad feeling. It's like when a dog bites like Mm -hmm. uh, something that touches like, you know, it's like, okay, there's this very primal like, ooh, bad feeling, pain. Don't like the pain. Mm -hmm. You caused the pain. You're bad. So you're you're mean and bad because you Mm -hmm. made me feel bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It not mm-hmm. nothing I could have done. There's nothing I could have done differently because I'm a good person, mm-hmm. and good people don't make other people feel bad. Therefore, you're a bad person. I never did person. that, and you always do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was my dad to a T. It's just like it's so interesting how like primal it is, and like how it skips because like sure, right? Like I feel like you and I. There have been times where like in our lives. We've reacted that way and like, but I can look back on it and I'm sure you can too and be like, ah, crap, I was kind of, yeah, I was being reactionary. I will like then try to like, when I do that to Mike, I then try to go to Mike and I say, I'm really sorry that I did that. Here's why I did that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of that in the moment, but like looking back on it, I see now that that's why like I snapped at you. It was really just that like I felt bad Mm -hmm. about having done something. Yeah, like I felt embarrassed, I felt shameful, I felt whatever about this yeah. thing. So I snapped and or like it or sometimes like I've had it where like I say something to someone and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I was projecting like my experiences with other people onto you and like you weren't trying to do that. And I was assigning like the motives of bad people in my past on you. And like you weren't you weren't trying to do that. And I was assuming because that's the thing that I tend to do a lot, which is assume someone's motives or inner thoughts 
because I'm like, well, I've seen this before. Like my brain's like, oh, that's a pattern. I've seen that before. You're doing this because of this, of this secret thought that you have. And then I'm like, oh no, it's because it's like something my mom used to do or an ex used to do or something like that. That I'm like, okay, that's not fair. <laughs> you, you are not that person. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's taken a lot of therapy to get there, I guess. Or like, I don't know. Not that I'm perfect and you know, there's mm-hmm. like plenty to work on, but it is really hard. It is challenging. I'm currently at home and things have been pretty fine. Except for this one thing. And this is this is so stupid and minor, but it just bugs me. Sometimes I'll fall asleep on the couch and my mom will like call my name and I don't wake up. So she just screams my name and it scares the crap out of me. So I wake up with a racing heartbeat and I'm like confused. I don't know where I am because she's like, Kelly. And I'm like, oh, my God. And she's like, well, you weren't waking up. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> just like push my shoulder or something. What are you doing? Why are you screaming at me? Guy. What are you, psycho? Like, God. So then I go to sleep and I'm all discombobulated. I go upstairs into my room and I'm just like, my heart's like racing. I'm like, what happened to me? Um, But that's a funny minor thing where I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you yelling? (laughs) Anyway, that was a complaining corner. Emblematic of larger issues. Yeah. And also, honestly, it's just something that I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, like, or I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Like, it's not, it doesn't actually upset me. It's just like, what? Um, which is good. I'm, I'm more able to laugh off things like that, but it's just very hard when it's just me and one person. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So these detectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've, they're doing their, Damnedest to both find Courtney and further traumatize the family in the meantime. (laughs) Just imbue this family with horror. (laughs) Like as much like unnecessary background information on the general state of like finding children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as possible. Because they're like, you know what? It is impossible to find children. Ah, We found one and it's shredded. Um, So we need you to come. Slash and this child has been slashed, slashed up, all slashed, slashed up. up child. They're like it's. And they all keep saying up. it. They say it multiple so many times. times. They say slash, and they say it to multiple people. Like they go to different yeah. members of the family, and they're like, "By the way, we're gonna go look at a slashed up child." Unnecessary. Um, that matches Courtney's description. Um, and then this is the other thing where they're like, "Oh, who was it?" And they're like, mm. <laughs> "Yeah," and they're like, "Well." Hasn't and they're like, I don't know, not everybody reports anybody missing. She could be anyone. It's like, what? Don't they have like a unit that that's like she's a Jane Doe? Like, isn't there a or way like, to find her? And she's only four, so she hasn't been missing like, that long. Now we do the work of finding out, of finding that out. Instead, it's just like we may never know. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, they're just like, yeah, it's just. It's uh, like, well, are you're gonna try though, right? You're gonna try to figure out who it was. Unknown, wild. Unknown. Truly unknown. We don't know if they're going to try that hard because they're like, uh, <laughs> no one else came to mind. So <laughs> insane. Yep. Yep. Nobody else said that they are missing a four year old li- recently. Well, and that's so the now other we thing. have to go back and check who else it could be based on age. It's like, oh, so much work. 
Well, also, she's four, so she can't have been missing for that long. Like, they're acting like it's impossible. Like, well, you know, the records just don't go back that far. It's like four years, max. Well, it is 1986, and they didn't start keeping records on anything until 1985. So. <laughs> on anything. Paper didn't exist before then. They I used- was born in a time when paper records uh, oh. not kept. They used slates. I, I'm, fr- I'm from prehistory. <laughs> when they... Um, oh, also, this is the other thing. When Lee and the dad, whose name I don't know, um, are like, when Courtney, or I'm sorry, when Maggie's like. Yeah, do they ever say? No, she's like, my dad. He's just dad. And then Maggie's like, they also convinced me to get fingerprinted too. I was like, don't do that. Don't get, don't get fingerprinted right now. You shouldn't do that. Not that I'm saying you should prepare to do crimes, but like. <laughs> Don't don't give them anything that they don't need. It, that's fine. They got your dental records. If anything really bad happens to you, I I don't, I don't I'm I'm of two minds about that because it's like yeah you don't want the police state to have that but I don't know if it would help them find them if they ever yeah. went missing. That yeah, would probably be be good. But then they could lift it off of like your hairbrush or whatever. You know, You're like that's yeah, hers. that's true. Or like things around your room. Yeah, they don't need. To. I guess if someone wiped everything clean and boiled you in acid, well, then they couldn't match it, could but they? I was gonna say if they wipe everything clean, then they ain't coming in handy regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I just so think you, you shouldn't. Go. You shouldn't volunteer your. Not that I'm. Not that I'm saying you should plan for yourself doing any crime, but you never know what kind of situation you're gonna be in. <laughs> I just don't think you should give the police your fingerprints. Yeah, it's hard when you can't trust the people who are supposed to be helping you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you don't know what they're going to do with that information. Like, police went into the DNA records of babies, like, um, blood being drawn at birth to check for, for, like, particular diseases. They went into that and connected baby's DNA to family members' DNA to convict the family members of crimes. Whoa. So, like, the police will do... They'll use anything they got. ...bad things with your records, yes. But what kind of crimes is it? fucked up shit. I don't know. It's just, like, really fucked up that they're taking advantage of the fact that all babies have their blood blood drawn... From their like, their it's like a little heel prick test mm-hmm. to see if they have like certain issues mm-hmm. that they would then use like a baby's DNA against like an uncle, yeah, who like maybe did like a like some sort of theft, like a B and E or something years ago. It just like kind of makes that baby up. a narc. Yeah, they're they're narking the babies. <laughs> Stop narking the babies. Um, but yeah, so Maggie, oh, so, so, so at the party that they have, Brad, this like older sibling comes over and he keeps like putting Courtney on his lap. He keeps calling Maggie baby. No one does anything. Oh, I fucking hate Brad so much. Brad and Guy from Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Can both like jump in a pit of acid and die. Stick him in a freaking blender. Um, <laughs> drink him like a smoothie. Drink him like a smoothie. And then you'll be like, I don't Fuck taste the diff because they're the same. Um, <laughs> Brad uh, 
they ditch Brad after a while, but like he keeps showing up and she gets these calls where someone's like, hey, baby, what are you wearing? And she's like, ah, and they're like, are you alone? And she hangs up. Then Courtney gets dropped off at the school bus. She gets on the school bus. Birdie's driving. Maggie says goodbye to her, watches her leave. When she has to pick her up, Maggie, uh, Courtney isn't there. And she didn't go, go to school that day. So it turns out she was taken before at she some entered point, the school. Yeah, before, between the In bus the, between, and school. Yeah, bus and school. Then they're just like on the search. The family gets traumatized. <laughs> then um, they get a call and it's, well, so the dad reveals how abusive their mom used to be and that she didn't choose to leave. She was forced to no longer have custody and the dad gets sole custody. And this is brought about because the um, police officers are like, it's rare for a dad to have sole custody. So like, what's the deal there? And he's like, mm, the children should leave. And they're like, mm, we're going to stay. So he tells them that Maggie does not believe it. She's like, no way. My mom wasn't like that. And Mike's like, I don't really remember that. But like Maggie's definitely way more angry. And then uh, everyone's kind of, oh, I did actually... The part where she was being comforted by David downstairs and Lee was being comforted by her mom upstairs. Mm -hmm. And she comments like, you know, I'm being comforted by someone else and Lee's being comforted by someone else. And we should have been comforting each other. But things just never worked out for us. Like, yeah. I liked that explanation. Like, it just it I did it too. Yeah, it's sweet mm -hmm. and, and um, very self-aware. Again, a little too self-aware. But, I think. Yeah. But whatever. Or it's like, I would have been fine with this one if there weren't so many other and <laughs> examples she's just of the her most being emotionally like, intelligent. Exactly. Which <laughs> is unbelievably uh, emotionally intelligent. She's the most. And the other thing, too, is that like she is the most well-adjusted child, despite the fact that she was abused for the first like five years of her life. Like that, Maybe too. Maybe that's why. <laughs> you know what, Lindsay? You know what you got to do to Ramona? <laughs> emotionally sure. abuse her. Yeah, you got to yeah. emotionally abuse her so that she mm -hmm. is well-adjusted. Well, well adjusted. She, you, you know what? Have a Just little like Maggie. our parents did to us. Yeah, and we're emotionally adjusted. We're extremely emotionally intelligent people because we had to be to survive, and that's really sad. <laughs> that's really sad. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that that can be accomplished. Uh, a different way, with yeah. With carrot rather than stick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll go carrot. <laughs> oh, why? I choose carrot. <laughs> mm, it's just you a personal preference. You flipped no a reason. coin. You just picked. <laughs> you just tomato, picked tomato. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then they uh, uh, they get a call. The kids get a call, and it's the mom. And meanwhile, like the cops have been listening in on all their calls. So I really don't know why Maggie didn't know this would happen, but. She gets a call from her mom and her mom's like, hey, you should come like meet me at this janked out diner and <laughs> don't tell anyone where you're going, especially not your dad or the cops. And she's like, OK. And then she's like, like yes, Mike. I agree. She's like, Mike, can you believe it? Our mother, our mother is going to come see us, mommy. <laughs> and he's like, yay. And they're like, la, 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 we're going to the beach, mom and dad. <laughs> totally normal. And mother doesn't want us telling anyone. And then the town that they end up going to, I was laughing at how desolate it was. It was like 
a tumbleweed going down the road. There's like no one living there. It's just this gross diner. I was also just like really laughing at how scandalized they are by poverty. Yeah. They're like, whoa, (laughs) this is really scary. This is a really spooky area where people like don't have things. They're like, oh my gosh, the street doesn't have a sidewalk. Mike, this is really scary. Hold me. Um, they get into this diner. For no other reason. Also, their mom's like an hour late, which like annoyed me as well. Um, <laughs> and then the mom's like, she's unwell. She sure, and she's. I mean, she's got a lot going on. She's like hiding a child. Um, yeah. she's been really busy. So the mom's like, oh, so I found your sister, and they're like, what do you mean you found her? Like that sounds weird. And she's like, she's like you're welcome. And then. She's like, well, because your dad's like been telling you, right? Like he's such a liar. He's what is it? He's a big timer. And they're like, that doesn't sound like dad. And she flips and she's like, oh, really? So you're just going to jump to his defense. It's like just because he has money, he thinks he can like buy and sell the world. I know. And they're like, what? Mm -hmm. And then a man is an undercover cop and he arrests her. And he's like, you're under arrest for the kidnapping of Courtney. Courtney. Courtenay. I kept saying Courtenay in my in head. my head. I couldn't stop saying Courtenay <laughs> because I'm sorry, but that spelling is crazy. Courtenay. That's too many letters. An unnecessary number of vowels. Well, and the a y with the e together. You got to pick one. It's an o and a u and an e and then and an, an a. a. We we can't unnecessary this number is of unsustainable. Vowels. I am you sorry can't. to all the Courtenays out there, but. Mm-mm. I'm sure you have many good it's things about you. It I'm sure really you have many says something about qualities. Lee. It does say something about Lee. Lee's and like, my Courtney will have like the most languorous spelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I also liked the moment where like Lee is like really distressed and um, like crying. And then Maggie goes in there and holds her hand. Yeah, I feel like it really makes Lee like turn the corner on Maggie it does it does because then she's like oh and then like she goes up and talks to her the next day and I did appreciate actually that for this moment Maggie didn't seem perfect when she's like oh yes like me and all my friends are like doing this search attempt or whatever Mm -hmm. and Lee's like wow thank you and she's like well do you want to help and she's like no you're doing it and she's like oh she just doesn't want to help me. And I'm like, I'm sure she just is really sad and overwhelmed and like doesn't. Yeah, because she says like, no, you're doing a great job. Yeah. 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 I think she just can't handle it. But so yeah. I did appreciate that. I did too. I just didn't need her to be so hunky dory with her brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they all seem like about 30 years old. <laughs> all the teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's just a like highly functional 32. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of 30 year olds hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then Brad. I'm like, and like extremely wholesome, well adjusted 30 year olds with like yeah. jobs and families. Yeah. Well, Maggie and Mike have a, fa- have a daughter. That's true. Courtney. That's true. Courtney. I would be, if I, that's the other thing. If I were a parent and I had a teenage child and some older creep was hanging out with my, I would be like, there's no reason. 
There is no reason that you need to be friends. Get friends your own age, Brad. Yep. Brad's parents are not taking it. Like, what what are the DeChristophers up to? That they're just letting Brad tag along with his younger sibling. Yeah. It's not normal. And I was just so mad. I was so mad at David. When, like, David did go above and beyond for everything else. But when he's literally pawing Maggie and calling her baby and she looks at David uncomfortable and he just shrugs. I'm not saying fight for me, but fight for me. Yep. I understand he doesn't want to get blackmailed, but. Yeah, it's like this is one situation where it's it's not that like, oh, I want you to be the jealous type. It's I want you to help me remove myself from this situation. Yeah, I am communicating to you that I need help. And you are just like, "Mm, yeah, he's boys will be boys. (laughs) And again, the siblings who bring him the fact the fact that like (laughs) Andrew and Joan or whatever her name is. They know Courtenay is going to be there. Yeah. You they can't know what bring he's like. Kids. I'm sorry that you got like a fucking F on your history exam or whatever and you don't want Brad telling your parents. Who gives a shit? Don't bring him to the house where you know a child is going to be. And you know that he's weird to Maggie. Yep. You know that he's fucking think- weird to your friend. Get the fuck over it. You got an F. You know what the siblings need to do? And... I'm not saying fratricide should be your first <laughs> option. It's just but they, an option. They need to remove him from the space by any means possible. Brad has so much on them. You think you've got to have shit on Brad. Yeah, Brad's up to way more than just getting an F on shit. He's still well, in high school. Literally. I'm sure you can come sh- up with something. Like, I don't know. The, the stuff fact he did that at he that party. stole his little sister's underwear. Yeah. Or like the the literally everything he did at that party. Yeah, you could tell people, literally and it would be like anything he does every second of the day. Yeah. Clearly, is something you could tell your fucking parents about. Oh my god, did you? Oh, okay, I so I did really like that. He's like very handsome, and she thinks the siblings are playing though. Yes, <laughs> she's like, and she's just like saying that he's so attractive, and they're like, whatever. Yeah, and she's like, it's being wasted on such a freak. Yeah. Um, but sorry, go ahead with what you're gonna say. Oh, so me and my mom have been watching this show evil which i've talked to you about and right on the show um and it's so funny because like every time i do an extended holiday stay every time i'm like mom do you want to keep watching evil and then she doesn't remember it so we have to watch it from the beginning we always have this is like the fourth time that we've watched the show from the beginning um but there's an episode where let me know what you think about this because what do you do so okay so the premise of the show, uh, for those who don't know or don't remember, is that um, Luke Cage, the actor, um, is a priest. So he's like a sexy priest. Mm-hmm. And then he teams up with a sexy psychologist. She, um, They have a, you know, it's definitely like Mulder and Scully vibes. Like she's the skeptic and she's there to determine if people are mentally ill or it's unexplained. And if it's unexplained, oh, then right. it's for an exorcism like then the catholic church would do an exorcism yeah so that's the aspect of it so they do all kinds of like religious things like they go to see a prophet um to see if she's real um or they go to um see see if something's officially a miracle or they go to see if someone is actually possessed or what it's a variety of things Mm -hmm. so they get called by this family and it's a it's parents with a little baby and a young boy and the young boy is probably nine. And they 
have giant locks on his door on the boy um because they're like we just can't let him out because he has tried to hurt the baby he hates the baby he has uh-huh. tried to kill her he's tried to hurt her blah 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 so they're just like we don't even know what to do we've tried to send him to like you know state programs where they try to rehabilitate him and figure out why he's so disturbed and they sent him back because like they just couldn't handle him so we really don't know what to do he's just here in our house and it's just very complicated because we love him but also he's very scary and he tries to kill us and the baby all the time um so then they interview him blah 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 and of course the priest is like i think a demon's making him do it (laughs) and the psychiatrist is like um no he's a psychopath and so they talk to him and the priest is like, you know, like he, he connects with him where the kid wants to be a graphic artist. And he's like, oh, my God, I used to want to do that, too. And I'm pretty good at drawing. Like, um, I could teach you how to draw. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's and the kid's like, cool, that's great. Um, and he's like, here's the thing, though, like you're going to need to work with other people if you're a graphic artist. So he's just basically saying, like, fake it until you make it like this kid needs to mirror other people's emotions. And then someday it'll just happen. So he's like, when you see people laugh, laugh too. When you see them cry, cry too. And then you'll just like learn empathy, basically. He's just like trying to teach him to be a functioning sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. So the kid's like, okay. And he's like, and you know what? Like pray. And um, that's just like asking God for something that you want. And so he's praying and the mom's like, oh my God, I'm seeing him praying. And like, he's actually like doing chores and he's being really nice and he's not hurting the baby. And He's like, oh, I. she's like, what are you praying for? And he's like, well, for a tutor so I can like learn how to draw. And so she's like, oh, wow. OK, great. And so she calls the priest guy and she's like, he wants to learn how to draw. He's like, cool, I'll come over. So he comes over. The kid's like sitting by the pool and he's like, um, OK, let's go inside so we can learn how to draw. And the kid's like, no, I like being out here. And he's like, what's going on? You look weird. And the kid's like nothing and he's staring at the pool Mm. and the priest looks and the baby's submerged in the water so the priest jumps in grabs the baby pulls it out thankfully he like does see piranha and it's okay um but like he tells the the parents rush out and they're like what happened and he's like uh your kid just literally tried to drown the the baby and so they bring the baby inside and he's alone there with the boy. And, and he's like, what are you what what are you doing? And he's like, you told me to pray. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, I just asked for him to take her away. And so then they're like, OK, so he goes and they talk to the archdiocese or whatever. And they're like, OK, we have to do something. Something has to be done about this kid. So we're going to do like maybe an exorcism or something like we're just going to go do it. And um the psychiatrist is like, no, he needs like intense psychiatric care, but whatever, like, let's just go to the house. So they come back to the house and there's a cop car there. And the mom opens the door. She's holding the baby. Um, and the dad is like talking to the police and they're like, is everything OK with the baby? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's fine. It's it's OK. Everything's OK. Um, and she like they like look at the cops and they're like, what's going on? And she's like, well, there's been an incident. And they're like, what happened? And she's like, our son disappeared. And they're like, huh. Mm. And she just like looks at them and starts crying. And she just says, I love my children equally. And then they're just like, what the fuck? And then they leave. 
So what would you do? <laughs> if I were who? <laughs> the little boy. <laughs> the little boy? Um, I probably just would have killed the baby. <laughs> I would have gotten it right. Gone ahead time. and killed that baby. Yeah. Isn't that like what do you like? But that kind of thing where <sighs> like if one of your children keeps trying to kill your other one, like I would try to find a home for psychopaths, I guess. Yeah, which they do would have be those. safe but guarded. Yeah, they do because, have like those. can't like I don't let my dog play with my baby because my dog would kill Ramona. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let my son play with your baby if he's going to my kill baby it. if he's going to kill the baby. Yeah, he can't be free. Yeah. I guess, though, that that is the premise of the curious case of Natalia Grace. That's what those <laughs> fuckers did is they're like, let's just get her an apartment. But I wouldn't get him like his own apartment and be like, well, you can't let him loose with, on the world like the food. You can't um, do that. I, I, I would like find a like secure home with like mm-hmm. caretakers who can so, intensely work with him. So so did the church get rid of the boy did they know the i think they killed the boy i think the parents killed the kid because the church was surprised they were going to do the the exorcism oh right 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 yeah i thought it was like a different church that no was like the luke cage priest and then like they had their own church now going to yeah i think she says something like i love my children equally but when one is trying to kill the other you have to make a choice that's a that's worse than sophie's choice yeah yeah or maybe not because like you at least have the option but she had the option of putting the son some like in well, an so institution. she did but they gave him back um, that was the thing they kept sending him back oh right yeah but surely there's one that would take him uh, yeah first time is it, not he it. doesn't seem to be trying to kill everyone just the baby well no so they do interview him and he um he tries to kill children at school. Okay, yeah, I guess just kill him then. <laughs> he like he like forces a kid, he like dares a kid to um lay on the train tracks and count to 42 or something. And isn't teacher, there like a fun little home for psycho boys he could go to? <laughs> so with other psycho boys? I don't know. Cause so there I was watching this documentary, which I don't think you should watch because you'll be very distressed. Um I called, was distressed enough reading this book. So yeah. <laughs> Um, it's called Dangerous Son and it's like and I think I've talked about this on the show where, oh yeah you have yeah, it's yeah. like when your child is just like irreparably emotionally Disturbed. damaged and disturbed yeah. and like is like there's literally a woman whose son is trying to kill her daughter all the time and so the Ugh. thing with those schools or those homes is that they're very very expensive extremely expensive and um, so she sent her kid to one and and the, the goal of those schools too is not to keep them forever, but to like rehabilitate them so they can come back. So in Dangerous Son, right. they like taught him like, you know, ways to cope and like how to not kill his sister. And he like talks about how he likes that he learned that and he feels better. And then he goes back home. And then a month later, he tried to kill his sister again. Yeah, I guess kill him. I think you have to remove him. <laughs> you have to. You definitely have to remove him. I just don't know. I don't know where you take him. What do you to. do? There's not like a great infrastructure. I think you. I think you just try one of I those guess, schools. Like, do I just like pay a woman to be his mom and visit him? Like I don't. But how know. much can you pay that woman though? Because she's going to be constantly at, at, in danger. I don't have that kind of money. 
I don't have pay an extra person to be a mom money. And like not only a mom, but like kind of like an animal wrangler. Yeah, a mom and like, a psychiatrist. He's, yeah, he's going to try and kill her. Oh, God. What, I guess you just jail your son. This is a horrifying <laughs> dilemma. I'm sorry. Maybe I won't have a second trial. Because <laughs> <laughs> what if Ramona tries to kill it? Then what are you going to do? Oh, my or God. Or what if it tries to kill Ramona? I know. Well, as a baby, that would be hilarious because a baby can't do that. <laughs> it can't it can't kill anybody. It's wild. But I mean, like when it grows up to be a little. Oh, older. sure. I guess I just couldn't conceive of Ramona being like that when she gets older. Yeah. <laughs> so in my mind, it was the unborn child that I haven't when had yet. When do you start noticing if your kid is a scary psychopath? I don't know. I feel like it must take a while because like children generally have to be taught empathy but Ramona seems empathetic like if although if she bites me and I say ow she does cackle yeah but that's like baby stuff like babies do that (laughs) well that's what I'm saying is like so like it would take a while to notice so like I'm saying I see signs of empathy but I also see signs of like (laughs) delighting in my pain okay so early signs of psychopathy can be seen in children as young as two years old um, because they show differences in empathy and conscience at that age. Um, oh, OK. Callous, unemotional behavior between ages two and four on the following items. Um, your child doesn't seem guilty after. And this is two and four. So you've got time. I don't think I don't think Ramona is a psychopath. I'm just going to tell you right now. Also, it's more boys. Um, Your child doesn't seem guilty after misbehaving. Punishment doesn't change your child's behavior. Your child is selfish and won't share. Your child lies and your child is sneaky and tries to get around you. This is like like a normal normal kid's shit, though. That's like me. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. So that doesn't mean for sure it's that's the first thing and then they follow up again right when they're like eight or nine there's a whole rubric yeah and around that time it's are they hurting animals are they um oh yeah this is the thing of like what is it i think it's now been debunked but it's like bedwetting head injury and um harming animals is like the trifecta i mean harming animals for sure Mm mm-hmm Seems like a very bad sign. My cousin. Not just like hitting a pet, but like. Like actively trying to hurt them. Yeah. My cousin used to shoot birds with a BB gun when he was like 12. That could have been a learned behavior, though. I more mean like, (laughs) I guess, experimenting on animals. No, no, no. He's a bad person. He tried to kill my sister and me when we were kids. He, like, tried to smother my sister with a pillow, and he tried to, yeah, and he tried to um, strangle me and, like, would stand at the foot of our beds when we were sleeping over and just, like, stare at us. It was really creepy. What's he up to these days? Uh, He brought a gun to my grandma's funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. And he um, abandoned his child. I mean, good for the child. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, because my mom was like, I can't believe he just, like, acts like this kid doesn't exist. And I was like, honestly, better no no dad than him. (laughs) Because he's yeah. a, a bad person. Because my mom was like, oh, the little boy is so sweet good. and so, like, loving and da-da-da. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's good. That's really That scary. he doesn't have that in his life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway. And so that was missing since that Monday. That was missing since Monday. <laughs> that they was- do find Courtney. Uh, she was 
in a not motel being room. taken care of well. No, she's wearing the same she's, clothes. She's dirty and smells and like has only been fed like Twinkies and candy. Like, yeah, their mom has serious problems. Serious problems. If she couldn't figure out to like fucking change this girl. Yeah, give her a bath. Into different once. outfits and yeah, give her a bath now and then. Yeah. Um, but everything's hunky dory because now everyone's in therapy and like we're all gonna learn from each other and uh-huh. la, 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 la. And even Brad is included in her compassionate thoughts. I was like, no. No. I don't I need know. to see his name ever again in my life. No, yeah, Brad doesn't exist to me. <laughs> uh, but thank you everybody for listening. And I'm sorry I did so many tangents today. Uh no. I feel bad. I uh, tangents are good. Listen, it's that conversation. one that one listener is going to be real pissed, but that's okay. <laughs> that person probably stopped listening ages ago. Are you kidding? We we have lost so many listeners over the years. <laughs> Our numbers have just dropped, dwindling. I'm sure they're gone. I'm so sure they're cares? gone by now. Real ones, real ones, no. only the real, real ones, ones stay. Real ones stay. Yeah. Um, Everybody listening now, you are our real friends. Although I do suspect that. Um, our past numbers were being not well. True yeah, to for us. one thing, they were like inflated mm-hmm. by R nineteen. That's for sure. But then also, just we've never recovered. Allegedly, from the allegedly, we are not allegedly. slandering. We're not slandering. Um, uh, but thank you, everybody, no, for, for listening. Sure. It was like double what it should yeah, have been. <laughs> it is, there's no way. Uh, we really, really appreciate all of you. Um, you know, oh my god. Uh, did you notice on our um. Uh, Cody X Eagle commented on the newest. Yes, I did. <laughs> on the newest one. Back in the water, baby. Back in the water, baby. We continue our coverage of the Australian show H2O. Uh, Just, Just at water. Just water. Uh, a show about three girls who turn into mermaids. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It is great. Yeah. Uh, and it's on patreon.com slash teen creeps. Um, a very special thank you to our Patreon producers. Uh, thank you, Adam Howitz. Amanda Kay. Amy T. Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie H, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Drew Oranis, Ellie Lagos, Elizabeth E, Emma M, Erica T, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow, Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Cody X Eagle, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Yunus, Miguel Camacho, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel C, Randy Clett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. Thanks, everybody who does still listen. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thank good. you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.